murderers decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Hello, 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 and welcome back to Decoding the Crimeverse. I am Danny, and I'm once again joined by my non-mystery loving friend. I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 Wow, what an intro. Yeah. Yes, this is once again on Decoding the Crimeverse. He he had so much fun last week, he decided to come back again. And I got a very interesting case for him this time. He knows nothing about it. Not a single stitch. Well, to be fair, I didn't know anything about it either till I researched it, but I suppose that's what research is there for. So today we are taking a dive into the one of the most shocking and bizarre kidnappings to ever take place. And this is the 1976 Chowchilla kidnapping. Now, Chowchilla is a, a place in America because weird names are a thing, apparently. Yeah. But one sunny afternoon on July 26th of 1976, children and their bus driver vanished on the ride home from school in Chowchilla, California, a close-knit farming town of 5,000 nestled in San Joaquin Valley. When police found the school bus abandoned in a ditch a few hours later, they realized something was amiss. At 3.54 p.m., Three armed men wearing stockings over their faces had cornered the bus on a lonely road and taken the children and their bus driver, Ed Ray, hostage. Held at gunpoint, they were then split up, loaded into two vans and driven 11 hours to an abandoned rock quarry over 100 miles away. There, the kidnappers forced Ray and the children into a trailer that had been buried underground. Leaving the hostages in the dark with a few mattresses and like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then piled dirt on top of it and sealed it. And then it was kind of like a prison. So imagine now not just being kidnapped, but being basically buried alive because they also had limited oxygen within this container. The kidnappers planned to ransom the kids all between the age of 5 and 14 years old for 5 million which is today 26 million dollars it's a lot of money yeah okay they planned to demand that the cash would be dropped into a mountain range at night and then they would go and retrieve it now their plan was flawed from the start because number one they tried to call the police station with their demands but with obviously now a kidnapped school bus the police lines were full with parents calling that were stressed people phoning in for tips So they actually didn't get through to the police. So they were like, oh, well, we'll try again later. Yeah. And then they decided, okay, let's just have a nap. So you leave a whole bunch of kids buried alive and you're like, this is a good time to take a nap. Never mind the fact that I don't know how they thought their plan of having money dropped from the sky was going to work. Do you not think the police would have people waiting on the ground (laughs) for as soon as you fetch the money? Is it not a flawed plan? Look, yeah, some people are not that you know, smart. Yeah, I um, would say that <laughs> again. Yeah. And it gets worse. It gets worse. 
Because after 16 hours, Ray and two of the older boys, because there was one boy who was 14 years old and he realizing that he's the oldest, he knew he needed to help. And Ray was like, he's got to get these kids out. They realized the oxygen was running out. And so they piled up the mattresses and with all the mattresses stacked, they could reach the top of the, the roof. And so they then took like, um, I can't remember what they took, but they started banging on the, the roof and eventually they were able to move the metal pieces away. And then they started digging through the yeah. dirt and eventually they had light. And so they were able to get out and they went to like, there was like a security or something on the plot and they were like, yo, we've been buried here for the last however many hours. Talk about one way to get fired because people were literally buried underground right under your nose. <laughs> but by now, the kidnappers woke up to the news of their victims being free. <laughs> Can you imagine their disappointment? Being like, we went through all this trouble and they escaped and we didn't even get to make ra ransom demands. Yeah. They go to $5 million. $5 million. All <laughs> and you know what else is stupid? They just put stuff on top. Why didn't you padlock the roof? Because no matter how much they banged the roof, it wasn't opening. They literally just put a piece of metal and two batteries and then the dirt. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Anyway... The kids were a little shaken up. Um, they went to the police station and the medical experts gave them all clear. And despite, despite a few bruises and minor injuries, they didn't seem to have suffered any physical trauma. Now, the police didn't really know where to start because it's a, an abandoned truck underground. But they actually found that that truck had been buried there eight months prior to the kidnapping. And so they began looking at who owned the land and the owner was actually cleared of all suspicion. But the owner had a son named Frederick Nalhor Woods who had keys and unlimited access to the land. And when they searched the Woods property, they found in Frederick's room a whack of evidence. Because obviously when you commit a crime, you're going to leave the evidence in your bedroom. But besides the point, and you're going to use a piece of land that's connected to you. Because that makes so much sense. Yeah. But anyway, they found maps. They found receipts. They found a draft of the ransom note. They found plans. They found journal entries. They found false IDs. They found one of the guns. They even found a wrapper which had all the kids' names on with their age. <laughs> so basically all in plain sight and they even found a, a receipt for a rental storage facility where they found the white van as well as the getaway car it was all found in plain sight why so like did he make a collection of the evidence from i don't know if it did? was i don't know if it was just you know when you like have like a home base and you like we're planning things and everything's there but why do it in your own home First of all, if you're going to use land, don't use land that can be drawn back to. Use government property because then they can't really, then they, yeah. who are they going to link it back to? And then you're going to tell me you're going to use your own room as in your base of operations. I, anyway, Fred had two friends, James and Richard Schoenfeld, and they also just disappeared now when fred disappeared so the police were like well there were three kidnappers 
Ding, 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 ding. And both James and Richard had been charged with previous motor theft, but just sentenced to probation. So they never served jail time. The FBI issued warrants for their arrests, and Richard actually turned himself eight days later because he was like, this is too much stress for me. I'm not running away from the cops. <laughs> and his partners were found not long after. So why did these men do it? Because guess what? They both came from very wealthy families. Mm. As in the, the two brothers were sons of a podiatrist, a doctor. They had cash. So why did they do it? Apparently they just wanted more money. Because <laughs> that's such a good reason to kidnap like 26 kids. Some people say too much money isn't enough money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And they dragged themselves and their families through the mud all for greed. When asked, they say they picked children as they believed that they would, able, would be able to get millions of dollars for children as parents would pay. Because their children are precious to them and because children don't fight back. Yeah. A four-year-old is not going to fight a man with a gun. Definitely not. Definitely not. They pled guilty. As there was a mountain of evidence, they pled guilty to 27 counts of kidnapping for ransom with 18 other charges of robbery being dropped in exchange. And they were sentenced to life in prison without the with the possibility of parole. Yeah. Now, this meant that every few years, the, victim was, the victims were dragged back to the courtroom to relive the events as the kidnappers appealed for parole triggering fears and traumas and apparently the, some of these kids were really messed up like alcoholics the one guy shot someone who was parked across the street from him because it was like you know now you yeah. he's scared of like unknown vehicles it ended up being a japanese tourist whose car broke down there were literal psychological traumas i mean the one woman said she just was never the same she wasn't able to be a good sister or a good mother or a good daughter it was just completely messed her up and so yeah. these kids suffered a lot because of this anyway guess what all three men are free currently walking the streets of america for real yeah richard was paroled in 2012 having served 36 years james was paroled in 2015 serving 39 years and fred while his behavior in prison was not so great so he got a couple more years because he'd yeah. been caught with contraband as well as throughout his prison sentence he's like guys what i did wasn't that bad you can't really actually be angry at me mm -hmm. anyway they also discovered that he was running a gold mining business from a car dealership while behind bars so someone who's skillful enough to do that wasn't skillful enough to get rid of evidence in his bedroom sure <laughs> do you understand like i don't i just don't understand this guy anyway this gold mining business was only discovered when one of the workers compensation lawsuit was filed so imagine getting a lawsuit in prison against you sure. <laughs> anyway he paroled in 2022 and while in prison okay he inherited a trust fund of over a hundred million dollars he even bought a mansion so why was he kidnapping kids Do you see there's absolutely no logical reason for why they did this? Because, sorry, when you know you're getting a $100 million trust fund, what is $5 million to you? 
Yeah, well, I mean, after how long were they be able to access the trust fund? Well, he bought a mansion while in prison with the trust fund money. Because he would have been an adult. He gets immediate access. Literally, I don't know if there's any explanation to that. Like, for me, it's kind of like these are three arrogant snobs who just decided they they thought they could get away with it, probably watched too many movies. Yeah. And were like, oh, we could so do that. Oh, come, let's have some fun. Wada, 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 wada. Other people's kids. Other people's kids. Uh, you kidnapping and putting in, burying alive for money that you didn't even get because you were too stupid to phone the police. Uh. I can't. Uh, this is we have dealt with some very interesting people on this show, but never have I dealt with people so blatantly stupid. Anyway, they're walking free. Mm. Imagine they're walking free, and you're one of those children, and you know that you could accidentally bump into them. That is crazy. No, I'd move country. <laughs> 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 I'll be like, peace out, y'all. Like, no. And uh, the, another one of the stupidest decisions, Fred, when he was fleeing, fled to Canada. But you don't flee to Canada because Canada is always helpful to the American government. So if the government said to Canada, give us this guy, they were going to give you him. Yeah. But if he had fled to Mexico, they probably would have gotten away with mm-hmm. it. Anyway, so that is the story of the kidnapped school bus. Like I said, I had no idea about this case. Although I am glad it had a happy ending. Despite kids having like a couple of traumas and stuff like that, it, I think it could have ended a lot worse. It could have ended up with all of them dead if they hadn't gotten out of the, the truck. It could have ended up with all of them dead. So it could have ended much, much worse. So thank the lord that they all survived and shame i know the the bus driver he was named a hero in the town they even gave him his own day and a, a park was named after him he's unfortunately passed away since but ultimately the story has a bit more of a happy ending than what we are used to on this show but yes yeah. that is the story of the kidnapped school bus any last thoughts mm. it's just like i mean not that i'm justifying this but if you're going to kidnap school kids for five million ransom, like, do it properly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it at all. But I mean, like, the, if they wanted to get it right, there's so many things, so many ways. But you see, for me, is they're also wealthy, so yeah. they had the means to do it properly. Do you get what I'm saying? Sure. Like they had the means to. Like, if they had the means to get false IDs and all of that kind of stuff, yeah. it could have been done properly. The planning was just so poorly executed, like leaving evidence behind or putting the, the truck in a place that's connected to you. So it's that that was their downfall. Yeah. Thank the Lord it was their downfall because the kids, if, it, if they hadn't found these guys, well. Yeah, that would have been another... Yeah, yeah, another story. But that is that for this week on Decoding the Crime Verse. We will see you next time. Cheers. Active FM. Radio has never been better.